What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Championship Leadership Podcast. I'm excited for today's guest. He's a four times New York best uh, time, New York Times best-selling author, the co-founder of Scribe Media. You can check him out at TuckerMax.com, which just gives it away. Today's guest, Tucker Max, out of Austin, Texas. You can follow him on Instagram at the Real Tucker Max, and also find find him Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn at Tucker Max. So with that, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. The first question I'd like to kick off the conversation with is the, the name of the podcast, the championship leadership. So what comes to mind for you when you hear championship leadership? What does that mean to you? I mean, the obvious thing for me, cause I played sports is I think about sports, of course, yeah. you know, yeah. but I mean, that's like, uh, I mean, that's what you want. That's why you play sports is to win championships. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you could tell, tell the audience a little bit about you and, and how you've gotten to where you are today. Um, I'll just like real quick. My first experience coming across you was in Barnes and Nobles uh, when I came across your books and uh, they stood out for obvious reasons. Just uh, at that time in my life, I was, I was uh, just shortly out of college, and and uh, I loved, I loved to uh, have a good time, and just remember, I just never came across, uh, like I hope they serve beer and hell, and, and a few of the other books that you had, but uh, I followed you recently, came back in my life, I think actually because I've written a few books, uh, and came across Scribe Media, and saw that uh, you know, life has seemed to taken a different path since since those first books many years ago, of course. So yeah, maybe give us just a little uh, feeling of how you've gotten where you're at today. I mean, right now what I do is my company helps people write and publish uh, and market their books. We've done about 1,500 books in three years. We did David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, Tiffany Haddish's Last Black Unicorn. We've done some big ones. You know, I got a wife, three kids. Uh, When I was writing the books about drinking and hooking up, that was fun, but that was like 15... 10, 15, 10 to 15 years ago, that was that yeah. period. Uh, yeah, and those are the ones that sold, for me, millions of copies and 
And that was most of my best sellers, not all of them, but that was the majority. Yeah. 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 Appreciate it. And I, yeah, I didn't, I was talking, I got a good friend in Austin. I was talking to him and your name came up just like out of the blue. And I didn't realize that you had uh, done Can't Hurt Me because I've, I've listened to that book a few times. Uh, yeah. Goggins is a badass, man. Yeah, he, no is. Doubt. he is. Maybe talk just a little bit about, you know, the, the progression for you and maybe yeah, I can imagine, you know, because of the books, there's, there's a certain perception of who you are and, and that's not who you are today. Like, what was that transition like for you? And of course, this is championship leadership. So, you know, are there some people that, that also came along the path for you during, during that transition or that time in your life uh, to being married and, and three kids and, and uh, owner of a very successful company? You know, like you said, can't hurt me. So uh, how many millions of books has that sold? It's well over a million in yeah. all formats. Yeah. He, he, I think he sold close to 600,000 audio books alone. Yeah, that's so incredible. And if you haven't checked, uh, you should definitely check that book out. It's, it's amazing. But yeah, it, maybe that, you know, from 10 to 15 years ago to where you are today, uh, what was that transition like? And then, you know, yeah, is there anyone that, that came across your life as a coach, a mentor, a leader, someone that kind of helped you through that? God, what's that transition like? That's like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been my life. It's a big question, right? Like I basically went from little boy to grown man, you know, and I don't mean little boys and insults or anything. Yeah. Uh, I just mean like I was pretty mature, immature and which, you know, a lot of guys are, and I dealt with it by like an extended adolescence, um, which, you know, some people have to do it. And I was, I was one of those, you know, I didn't really have any like, great coaches or mentors. It's kind of sucks, man. I never yeah. really had one. Like almost everyone, not everyone. There are definitely some that haven't, but most people have like that it was one or two people. I definitely had people who've helped me a lot in my life, friends, other people like that. I never really had a great coach or a great mentor. I mean, I had a couple of solid teachers, but none of them were like really true mentors to me. And you know, the man, if we're being really honest, I think a lot of the reason is because like I had a lot of issues with my parents. They, they just weren't very good parents. And so um, having a mentor, having someone in that role was a hard thing for me. I, I just think there, I might've had a couple who, who could have been mentors, but, but like I just wouldn't accept anyone because for a lot of people, yeah. not everyone, like the great mentors, it's not a, you know, like a, it's not a imbalanced relationship, but most people, like if you're the mentor, you want the mentee to be submissive and to be obsequious and to be like, um, you know, like whatever, look up to you. And I, I that just, it, that always sat poorly with me, you know, mm -hmm. not because it has to, right? <laughs> like, I, I mean, like I, I, I know people, I have friends of mine who mentor other people and yeah. I'm like, man, they're amazing mentors. Like I wish I had a mentor like that or something, you know, yeah. but, um, no, nah, it just never, it was never part of my life, unfortunately, which probably held my development back. It's probably why I had extended youth and adolescence yeah, yeah, is because yeah. I didn't have a great mentor who was like, dude, time to grow up and move forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you talked about it a little bit. I just talked to a guy yesterday, Tom Satterley, he wrote a book. He was Delta Force for over 20 years and he's talking about going back and talking to these guys coming that are up and coming through Delta force. And he's just like, if I could get through to these guys, like what's going to happen on the other side? Cause right now they just, they want to go 
they literally want to just get in battle and kill people. And he's like, it's not glorious. Once you've been there, trust me, you don't want to do it. He's trying to be this mentor to these people that just don't want to hear it. And so kind of what I heard you saying is you really didn't want to hear it. <laughs> no, it's true, man. It's a lesson I've learned Yeah, um, is that you cannot, you can't teach anyone anything. Like, and it really, truly, mm-hmm. like if someone's ready to learn, then you can show them maybe the quickest, best way to learn the things that they're ready to learn. You can make that process way easier and more enjoyable for them. You can help them do what they want to do, but you cannot do the work for anyone. Like uh, I can't tell you how many times like, you know, I have a company, we have 50 full-time people in my company and another 170 part-time. I cannot tell you how many people that like, I'm like, Oh, this person comes on. They're going to be a star. There's, they're so awesome. I'm so excited about them. And then like, I like try and mentor them and help them. And a lot of times it ends up holding them back because I'm pushing them to where I see they could go or I want them to go. And mm-hmm. if that doesn't align with what they want, which often it doesn't, then even if I'm like, I'm quote, right, you know, like they're not going there, you know? And so like, sometimes you got to let people make the mistakes like I did, like, you know, some people, you know, idiots don't learn from their mistakes, right? Smart people, smart people learn from uh, the mistakes of others or from their mistakes, but geniuses learn from the mistakes of others, right? I I didn't learn from the mistakes of others. (laughs) I wasn't that good. Like I've always had to make my own mistakes. And like most people do, I think is what I find. Yeah, definitely. You know, which is, which brings up another thought for me is like, yeah, here you are with this, this company, 50 employees. And really, I mean, you're kind of a coaching and mentoring and correct me if I'm wrong company for people that want to learn how to write a book, right? Yeah, exactly. And so one, here you we, are. We have it done with you and done for you, but yeah, 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 we definitely coach and mentor a lot. So yeah. How does that happen to going from like, man, no one ever helped me to this to now I'm going to want to go and help other people like create these great books. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, this probably sounds braggy, but I actually am a pretty great coach for books. Like, uh, but I, you know, I sell this, so I have to be right. If I'm not good, I mean, the people who, who we, people pay us a lot of money and they fly long distances and these are ballers. Like these are Mm -hmm. people who own their own businesses who are very successful. Like these are not, you know, like just, you know, some dude off the street paying a hundred bucks. Like, um, they're paying tens of thousands of dollars to spend two days with me. And so if I don't deliver, like that's a real problem. And so I've had to get really good at that. But I'll tell you, I found it easy. There's, I'll I'll tell you why. Uh, It's, I mean, there's a lot of hard work, but the thing that makes it easy is that I actually enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like I really like sharing my knowledge about writing and books with people. And I really like it when they succeed. And so everything else is just like, okay, just figure it out. You know, like it's easy to figure things out that where, you like the process and you like the result. It's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it's not, it's not hard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and that makes total sense from the standpoint of like, uh, you like sharing your knowledge. I mean, that's, you don't become a four time New York best selling author without sharing your knowledge, your stories and doing it in a way that's going to sell a, a, over 4 million copies. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. it's <laughs> tough to do that if you don't like it. That's right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, what's going on for you? Uh, you know, I've noticed like um, your Facebook posts, you, you, I don't know how long you've been doing this, but you do, it seems like every day it's like a lesson learned in life. Where's, uh-huh. where's that coming from and what, what, what sparked that for you? 
Well, so it actually it gets back to coaching. It's funny you brought that up because they, they all align. You know, we have a lot of people in the company. I'm not the CEO. Like I hired a real CEO who's yeah. amazing to run the company, but I still do a lot of coaching in the company and, and helping people like develop their skill sets. Like I would, it's one of those things where I don't know if you're like this, but even though intellectually I know this isn't true, there's still a part of me that just assumes if I know something, everyone else knows it. Right. Yeah, even yeah. though obviously that's not true. <laughs> right. But like I still, and so like I would like tell people stuff and they would be like, Oh man, that's genius. And I'm like, you don't know that, <laughs> you know, cause I'd say it like, of yeah. course, as I'm sure, you know, and then yeah, like drops right. online, they're like, no, I had no idea. Oh my God, that's brilliant. I'm like, you don't know that. Like, no, I'm like, <laughs> what? And they're like, no one knows that. I'm like, okay. So I just started <laughs> writing these things down and then, and some of them I'm like, yeah, I guess they're right. I could see how no one knows that others. I'm like, how does no one know this? I thought yeah. everyone knew this. Yeah. And then I, I, I just like, I was like, okay, I just start, I put one on Twitter one time and it blew up. And then I, then I like started posting them. And, but the thing that I, the, the change that I made or the, the alteration I made, a lot of people post stuff that's like wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. But the way they do it, it drives me nuts, man. They tell me what I'm supposed to do. If you want to be successful, you have yeah. to do X. It's like, man, go to hell. Like you don't know. Half those people haven't even been successful, right? <laughs> I've been more successful than them, but also their advice is like, no, that's not the only way to be successful. That is just a thing that you, either you heard someone else say or a thing that applies to you. I was just right? going to say that they probably never done themselves, right? Right. But even yeah. if they have, then it's just them, right? Like, yeah. like uh, uh, Joel Embiid's guide to success in the NBA <laughs> isn't going to be real relevant to me, yeah. you know, because he's <laughs> seven foot one and real athletic right. and I'm not, I'm <laughs> neither of those things. Yeah. Right. So I need a different guide to the NBA. My guide is, you know, watch, but that basically, but, but, but the point is like what I framed it as, I framed it as lessons that I've learned. Yeah. So everything I share, I'm not telling anyone else what to do. I'm not giving anyone any advice. I'm just saying, here is something that I have found to be true in my life and mm -hmm. my experience. And then like, weirdly, these do so much better because like, it's like people either get, if they get it, like, oh yeah, like it helps them reflect on their lesson. Does this fit with my life or does it not fit with my life? So it's yeah. not, there's no shame, guilt, should thing yeah. about this. It's like, that's what he does. How does it apply to me? Which is the point, yeah. like a great coach or mentor doesn't really tell you what to do. Usually what they do is they help you find your way of doing it. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. that's, that's really where it comes from. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've caught myself, caught myself, I think probably doing that. Number one, like speaking down at people or like kind of yelling at them, telling them what they should do versus like, Hey, this is, this is, you know, with it. And then trying to take the motive out of it and just sharing, you know, like you said, lessons that I've learned, things that have happened recently for me and hope that that might resonate for you in some way. So yeah, I think that's very powerful. What's the big vision for you or what, where are you hoping to go? Maybe how, you know, I'm just thinking at a very young age, a lot of uh, recognition, I guess, you know, sell, probably money and attention. And then to go, now you got this company, you have your family, you get three wonderful young children. Like, what are you looking to do? Or maybe what's the impact you're looking to make over the next five years or so? You know, it's a good question. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't spend, I used to think in those terms, 
Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I've stopped. And I'll, yeah. I'll tell you why. Like, I just, in my experience, you know the saying, when uh, if you want to make God laugh, show him your plans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so right. Le, le, right. So, like, and the, the idea is, like, you know, you're kind of foolish if you think you're smarter than the universe or smarter than God's plan yeah. or however you want to frame it, right? And so, like, I used to be like, no, I'm going to make plans. I'm going to put them into existence and blah, blah, blah. And, I, like, I was okay at that, yeah. better than a lot of people, I guess. But still, like, what I realized is, like, it's way easier. My life is easier, and I usually produce more value for the world and myself. Mm-hmm. If all I really do is show up and do things that help other people, right? Do, like, yeah. and, and try to do the highest value thing I can. Like, obviously, I could, like, you know, dig a ditch and that'll help some people, but it's right. more valuable for me if I help people write books. Right. Yep. So if I show up and just do the highest value use of my time and not worry so much about like what my extensive five-year plan is. So I'll give you a really good example. We, uh, my company has helped 1500 people in three years or five years do books. And mainly we work on nonfiction kind of business, personal development, like conventional nonfiction like books, like books that teach people how to do something. Right? Sure. Yeah. But we have so many people who ask us to help them with their memoir and we can kind of do it. But what I realized is writing a memoir is a totally different process. And it, yeah. it is, and I like, that's my books were all memoirs, right? Yeah. Like I know how to write yeah. that. Like that, that's actually the thing I'm best at. Yeah. And so what I decided to do was like, okay, all these people are asking for this. Why don't I create a different process for memoir? One that, that is based around, not just a braggy autobiography because no one cares about that, but it's really about discovering or uncovering your truth and really putting it into the world. And and so like, I know like my one year plan this year, the big thing I'm doing is fit We've done two of those workshops. We're going to do two more uh, small ones, kind of beta ones. And then we're going to roll it out bigger in the fall. But like, dude, everybody wants to write a book. But when, when people say that, what they mean is they want to tell their story. Yeah. And so like what we're doing, what I'm doing is help like create a process where someone who's not a writer who doesn't feel confident even about their writing can actually really step-by-step understand how do I understand my life and my story? And then how do I tell that story so that I get it and other people can derive value from it, you know? And because if I can do that, man, that will unlock an immense amount of value in the world. Cause I think there's all kinds of people who have incredible stories to tell yeah, and they have absolutely. no idea how to tell them, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And so like, if I can help them do that in a way that, 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 that they're comfortable with, then yeah, of course I'm going to win financially too, but that's almost a byproduct, you know? Yeah. So like now, if you'd asked me two years ago, that would never would have been in my plans. I never would have even thought about that. Right. Yeah, right. And so like I, I've, I've done a lot more just surrendering to like, if you're a a religious person, call it surrendering to God's will. I'm spiritual, but not necessarily religious. So I call it surrendering to the universe. It's the same thing, man. Right. You know, like, uh, and so no, I don't know what my plan is. My plan is I'm gonna get up every day and do stuff that I like that helps people. Yeah. Fair. A lot of people do have a story and a lot of people maybe even want to tell a story, but yet, you know, there's all these like, man, who am I to still tell the story? Like, no one's going to want to read it. Uh, I'm afraid of what people are going to say when I put it out there. Is, is there, do you deal with that with these? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. dude, that's the first thing you have to deal with. Right? Okay. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you. So, uh, cause we're working through this right now in our workshop, the way we do it is that we tell people 
to write the book without making a decision about whether or not they're going to publish it. Okay. Right. And so, and because what, uh, there's a lot of ways to write memoirs, but the frame that we use is you're writing this for yourself and yourself only. Right. And you're using this book as a way to uncover what your real truth is, what your real story is. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to tell it first to yourself, honestly. And like, if that's all you do, then that'll be incredibly impactful and beneficial for you in your life. If you, if you decide I'm going to do that and then burn it. Okay. That you're going to be so much better off because you're going to know so much stuff about yourself and whatever. Then, then uh, when, when, when you've written it, then we have a whole sort of thing we put you through, which is helping you make the decision or whether or not to publish it. Because we, what we say is writing the book is for you. Publishing the book is for the world, right? Because mm, if you're yeah, putting it out, right. then it's for other people. Yeah. And so then we walk you through like, okay, you, thinking about, you know, your fam, what's your family going to say? Thinking about legal yeah. stuff, thinking about, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Thinking about changing names. Like there's a million things you absolutely should consider, but you don't have to think about that until it comes time to publish and you decide you're going to publish. And then every problem is just solvable. You know, like if you want to tell the whole truth, but you don't want to get anyone else in trouble, cool. Just use fake names for everybody else and, and, you know, change some of the characteristics so that people can't recognize themselves. If you're worried about legal stuff, okay, then there's ways to to work through that depending on what the problem is. If you're worried about what your family is going to think about you, then there's ways to work through that. And we kind of work people through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, there's, there's a question that I, I typically ask, but I maybe want to ask this a little bit different. Uh, you know, I, I like to, to talk about major turning points or critical moments in, in people's lives. And, you know, they've clearly made the decision they did, which has them here. But, you know, a lot of times at that moment, that fork in the road, they're sometimes being feel, they're feel pulled or are being pulled to, to make a different decision that could have them somewhere completely different. And, and I say I want to ask this a little bit differently because you, know, you went to law school, you were a lawyer. And then you write your book, which, you know, it sounds like it kind of was a dare, right? Or a challenge Basically, yeah. for some buddies mm-hmm. to start putting your story out there. And then, you know, is there a piece of it that you almost feel trapped to like continue that life because now you got the success and now I got to do another book. But yeah, maybe tell me, you know, what it was like to get to pull yourself out of that to make the decision to be where you are today. Yeah. So uh, it, it was definitely... Um, it was definitely a pain in the ass for a while, man. Yeah. Like to be totally honest. And the reason is because like, exact, like at first it was super fun, but then you're right. Mm-hmm. You get trapped, right? Because yeah. no one who, who reads my stuff cares about me as a person. They, they don't, yeah. I'm not a person to them. I'm uh, living a, through a, you. Right. I, I'm an object. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. a, just uh, celebrities are just objects to people. They're not actual <laughs> people. Like, cause so many people like they'll meet, especially at my height, but even now they'll meet me and they like, Hey, what's up? And they like, they have this deep, like real meaningful, like relationship with me. Yeah. It's not with me though. <laughs> yeah, it's with right. their image of me. Right. Yeah. So it's totally yeah. like unilateral and this weird thing. And so I kind of have to explain that to them and like, but no one gets it. No one gets it at all because <laughs> if you haven't been famous, it's like, it's almost impossible to understand. Yeah, right. Can, and yeah. so, but yeah, dude, it, like I'll give you a really, this is my favorite story to tell about this. Uh, this is a couple of years after like my peak and um a dude or my the, you know, peak of the fame for that first stuff. And this yeah. guy, like I was in Whole Foods shopping and this dude comes up. He's like, uh, he's like a younger guy. He's like, Oh, Tucker Max, bro. I love your books. You're so funny. My buddies, I read them and go drink it. 
And then he like telling me this stuff, and then eventually he looks at me. He goes, "Hey, what? I don't. What's up, man?" He's like, "Why aren't you like drunk, laying under tables, <laughs> screaming curses at people?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday in Whole Foods. What the fuck's yeah, wrong with you?" <laughs> right? Like, and then he kind of looked at me like, "Oh, yeah." Like he's forgotten that like yeah. I'm not just a character, you yeah. know, in a movie or whatever. Like yeah. I'm an actual person who has a normal life most of the time. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I, like I know a lot of famous people too, and they get the same thing. Like, yeah, dude, like no one imagine. gets it. It's this weird, lonely thing. Uh, but yeah, dude, I totally felt like cornered and I, I honestly hated it for a long time. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, I can, you know, I just think I can resonate with that as far as like, you know, I've listened to Joe Rogan a lot and, and uh, he kind of puts his life out there and, and you do, you start to kind of feel like, you know, him, but you don't, you don't know him. You don't know him at all, but yeah, it's kind of goes to that that point that you're talking about. So I want to respect your time here. And I know we said we'd be right around th- uh, 30 minutes. So what is, yeah, what's, what's something that you could share with the audience? You know, I think the listeners for the most part are entrepreneurs, business owners that, are, you know, the reason they're listening to a podcast is to learn from others and, and to improve their life a little bit. So maybe what would be one or two things that you could give them as pieces of sage advice that would, uh, allow them if they implement it today to help them move forward today? I don't give advice. That's my thing, right? Lessons that uh, I've learned. Yeah, right. I'll, like, I'll give you some lessons that I've right. learned Perfect. and you can apply those to, to your life. So here's the number one lesson that I've learned. Uh, if we're talking about success, then I usually, I think in terms of business and, and uh, the thing that I think I'll, I'll do two. One's business and one's personal. Okay. The business one that I think most people forget or don't really think about is that like the only point of business is to meet people's needs, mm-hmm. right? Like the only reason you're going to give me money is because I can give you something that you value as a, uh, worth a lot more than what the money yeah. you're giving me. Right. Yeah. And so like a lot of people get stuck in like, how do I sell? How do I do this? How do I get money? But like, and if you just instead think, how do I meet people's needs, right? In, in mm-hmm. a way that, you know, like where I can also make money for it, right? But I, if you think in terms of needs, like, and you fall in love with solving people's problems that meet their needs, then business becomes so much easier. And I don't mean this like in a moral sense. I just mean in a really fundamental business sense, right? If you think right. in those terms, that make things easier. That's, that's a business thing. The personal thing, this is going to sound a little weird, and I mean this almost literally. Most people have a very deep victim mindset, right? Yes. They, they basically believe that they have to accept the world as it is and that they just hope for the best for them and they hope people are nice and they hope they can get things and they hope, hope this and hope that. Even if they're not like, they don't have a, uh, if they don't think they have a victim mindset, they just hope for things. Mm-hmm. The thing that really like turned, one of the things that turned my life around is the reason I'm success is because I believe that everyone creates their own reality, right? Yeah. And take that as literally or unliterally as you want. It actually doesn't matter. And then look, obviously if you say, oh yeah, I'm going to sit here and just dream of a castle and it'll appear <laughs> on me. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but think about this for a minute. When I say create your own reality, when I was 27 years old, I was broke, fired from my, my dad had fired me from the family business. I'd been fired from being a lawyer. I had nothing, nothing. 
and mm -hmm. no, I, I had nothing at all. No connections, no whatever. I had a good education. That was it. Yeah. I literally wrote my entire existence into reality, right? Like, I mean, all yeah. the stories happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I wrote, I like, I wrote them all. Like I yeah. created a universe around where like people paid me to entertain them. Girls came to me to hook up. Like uh, people wanted to pay to come see me speak. Like I created a reality, right? Yeah. And like it just as real as anything else. And most people don't believe that they can create their own reality. And I'm just telling you, you can't. Like, I'm not saying you can create any reality, right? Like, yeah, I, I can't right. be an NBA point guard. I wanted to be. I just yeah. didn't make yeah. the cut, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying yeah. anyone can make anything happen. <laughs> That's a different thing. But I'm saying you can create your own reality. Yeah. And, and uh, or at least a reality. And if yep. you don't, if you, if what you believe is you're a victim, you'll be a victim. If you mm -hmm. believe you have to hope for things, that's all you're going to get is hope. But if you believe that you can do something that you want, and then you put in the word, you actually go create that reality, it's going to happen. And like, I, I hope it doesn't sound like hustle porn, man, but it's one of those things where it's like a small thing. And most people are like, oh yeah, I get it. And then you yeah. look at their life and they don't do anything. Right. They don't actually try and create yeah. their reality. They don't even believe it's possible. It starts with the belief and then it followed by action. And you basically can get, if not exactly what you're dreaming of, you get something close. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be an NBA point guard. You know why? I didn't, it, it, like when you think about it, I wasn't that in love with the game of basketball, although I liked playing it a lot. Yeah. I was in love with the fame and the status. Yeah, so I right. got to be as famous as like most NBA point guards. Yeah. Like, maybe not like John Stockton or Magic Johnson, yeah. but like, but like if you're like Lou Williams, more like I had most. just as, right. Yeah. I got more than yeah. I got as much yeah. money as Lou and as many girls. Maybe not Lou Williams, but if, <laughs> yeah. if you're like a, a four-year NBA, five-year NBA player, I had as yeah. much money as you and yeah. as many girls as you and as much yeah. fame as you, right? <laughs> yeah. So like I brought it into reality. It just didn't look the way I thought. It wasn't about NBA point guard. I was an entertainer yeah. or whatever. And so like it, people just don't understand how much everything in your life starts with your belief about what your life can be. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Anything else uh, before we wrap this up? No, man. I think, I think that's, you got what I, you got I, my best stuff. I got it. I love it. And it was great. So appreciate you uh, taking some time to come on. Thank you so much. Of course, man. My pleasure, dude. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader.